The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. Amen. He is good. He is the one that we honor in the good times and in the not so good because he stands secure and unchangeable. That, in a sense, is why we're going to be looking over the next couple of weeks over this subject of, of anxiety. And you think, oh, <laughs> the sun is shining, it's summer, do we have to look at something like anxiety? But I don't think it takes me to stand here and to tell you that these have been times where that sense of anxiety, even if you wouldn't put yourself in the position or in the bracket of an anxious sort of personality, that you've been impacted somehow with anxiety, with fears, maybe things that have risen up within you over the past certainly year and a half that weren't there before. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a look at this subject. We're going to be focusing on it. We're going to be looking at it in different ways, how it impacts our lives, because it certainly does impact our lives and at different levels. We're going to be looking at what the Word of God declares about this, because it has plenty to say to us on this subject, and as how we, as Christians, might be encouraged. Even if we're suffering from these things, how we might be encouraged. You know, we've, been, we've gone through, and to a large extent, we're still going through this period of, of, of sort of lockdown. It's, it's unprecedented in our lifetimes, and it brings about certain feelings within us. You know, our nation, along with so many other nations across the globe, have been impacted in such a way that, as I say, a short time ago, we couldn't possibly see this coming. In fact, indeed, if you'd have told me in the middle of 2019 what was to take place, I would have said, I tell you what, you've been reading too many disaster novels or you've been given the heads up on some script that's coming out of Hollywood that is going to be some new blockbuster on this. It is that crazy, isn't it? Even if we haven't contracted the virus, and praise God many of us have not, it's likely, it is very likely that you will have had pangs of anxiety, uncertainty, stress or worry over this time. It's been a prolonged time. It's not been just a month or two, it's gone on. And we've seen, haven't we? We've seen, oh, there comes the end of the tunnel, only for it to get shunted back a little bit further. Even now we're talking about, well, is it the 21st of June that we can all go back to a degree of normality? And up to, I guess you might have said a fortnight ago, yeah, that's going to happen. Is it? Is it? Or is it going to go back another month? So we've always got these forced things. And that can bring itself about an anxiety and, and a worry. But there are many, many triggers, many triggers to what can affect you. There's some obvious ones, like the fear of becoming unwell yourself. Or, 
most importantly, perhaps you'll say, well, not so much myself, but my family and the impact that would have on my family if I was to contract the virus. Or you may be fearful of thinking, there's a lot of stress here that I'm carrying, and I really haven't realized until late how much that is impacting me. You could have, in addition to the, the welfare of your wider family, especially, and it's true of this congregation, that we have so many families that are in other nations. And those other nations are, are suffering too, and we're thinking, how are they doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Are they okay? Are they able to, 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 to put up with all that's going on in their own towns and, and cities? There's pressures brought about by the reduction of income. I guess many of you may have been furloughed over the last year or so. I was for a period. And so there's a, a, a lack of income, a drop in income. Or, and I know this is true for some people in this house as well, you may have been made redundant through this period. And now there is a real pressure when you're unable to provide financially in the way that you were for your family. It may be that you're concerned about the wider issues of the economy. What's going to happen to the economy? What's going to happen to, 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 to the world stage? What's going to happen? It could be a disquiet. Of when this is clear, is there going to be some sort of new world order? You'd be amazed how many people are wrapped up into this sort of thing. What does it all mean? Pressure, stress, anxiety, foreboding, concern. And it all is carried deep within us. The list is long. And many of those things, and some of them I've just outlined, are identifiable. But many are not. Because worry has the ability, anxiety has the ability, to come in at a level that is not so obvious. And it just is a sense of unease. I can't, I can't put my finger on this. But I feel a sense of heaviness. I feel a sense of burden. I feel a sense of real unease. And I'll tell you what, that isn't showing any signs of wanting to go away. Now, some of these things, you may be going, yep, 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 I know of these things. You see, up until recently, the focus has been on the virus. We've all learned about R numbers. We've all learned about tiering systems. We've learned about looking at graphs. We've probably got an app on our phone. Yeah, I'm well today. I'm well today. Get that in. And all these sort of things. But what we're beginning to see now is the just as important aspects on mental health, well-being. And, and this big beast is only beginning now to show itself post, well, it's not post-virus yet, is it? But in this season. And it, you say, yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot about the youngsters, especially the youth, especially those young people. Yeah, but it affects every single generation. That's what we're about. And we also know that anxiety is not restricted to a pandemic, okay? You may have suffered from anxiety for years. You may say, oh, my mother, oh, oh, she was a terrible warrior. And I've just inherited that, or things of that order. It's very much something that is in the way of the human being and what we're susceptible to. Do you know, and this is a staggering stat, I thought so. Do you know that one in four people, and I'm going to stress here, in a normal year. Now, you know what I mean by a normal year. It means not COVID-19 year. It's not 2020 or 2021. A normal year. One in four people will suffer from a mental health issue. 25%? That is staggering. 
And those are the people who make that condition known by going to their doctor or being able to want to reach out and get assistance. So how many people are just struggling alone? An amazing stat. And there are many names we can give it. I've mentioned some of them. Anxieties on the screen. Uh, worry, stress, concern. And then right the way through to the real big mental health issues. Now, I'm going to tell you right here and now, what I'm talking about today and next week is going to be on the level of stress, worry, and anxiety, okay? That is the sort of thing that can impact any one of us in our living day by day. I'm not going into the realms of the more serious identifiable health issues which have been and clearly are diagnosed. And I'm not touching or suggesting that what I'm saying won't help you in these things, but I'm coming at this level, not that level. Okay? I just want to make that clear, especially if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I'm suffering from this particular condition. Well, I just want to encourage you this morning and next week, but I understand that is a significant condition. Okay, first up, let's look at what the dictionary says about anxiety. Okay, this is lifted from the dictionary. An emotion characterized by feelings of worry, nervous tension, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. All right, okay, so we have our dictionary definition. And we all understand what anxiety is to some degree or other, and how to some degree or other that it's sparked, because we may know those triggers within ourselves. But as I say, many are unidentifiable causes. And as Christians, as Christians, we know that anxiety or worry, stress or concern at its very barest minimum will have an effect on your relationship with God. Okay? It cannot do but have an effect upon your relationship with God. At its worst, it can ransack your mind and take your thinking to some really foreboding places where you are there after in danger of, 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 of getting into a real difficult mental health issue. God knows this, okay? God knows all things, but he knows this. This is why the command, and I, do under, I don't want to underline this, it is a command, fear not, is the most repeated command in Scripture. Fear not. It's not a suggestion you might like to do it. It's actually a command from God. Fear not, is what he says to us. And you think, okay, Lord, you've got this covered. I understand. And then probably the best known scripture, and you're probably sitting there reciting it in your head at the moment, about worry, anxiety, and stress can be found in Philippians 4 and at verse 6, where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition with thanksgiving to present your requests before God or to God. Listen, God knows that the battle always, not just for this generation in a pandemic, is for the mind. All right? The battle is for the mind. What are you choosing to believe? What are you choosing to feed yourself on? How are you choosing to live? This is where the battle is, guys. Okay? In the mind. How I think. And our loving and heavenly Father wants us to 
enjoy with him a relationship throughout the, throughout the decades of our lives in the fullness of knowing him as close and loving and not in fear, not in anxiety, not stressed, not consumed with worries about tomorrow and your current situation. Now, I'm going to switch from the word anxiety and I'm going to switch to the word worry and I'm going to do it deliberately and I'll tell you the reason why is because you're sitting there going, I'm anxious. I know about anxiety. Anxiety is for certain people. I'm not an anxious person. But you know what worry is? We all worry. And it's pretty much what I'm talking about, the same thing. We're talking now about worry. If we're consumed with worry, if we're consumed with those concerns, it follows that we have a deficiency within us of the very thing that we heard any use when she was praying up here, the peace of God. It's not going to be there. It can't be there in that way if we are really anxious in our spirit. If my mind is in turmoil, then I'm not going to be able to enjoy that rest. I'm not going to be enjoy that peace which transcends all understanding. Transcends means go far beyond. I'm not going to be able to enjoy that. And I can tell you that... I've experienced these sort of things. I know so, I'm not standing up here because I've looked at the scriptures. That I have been in that place. I, some of you, lots of you will know that for my entire career, I've worked in, 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 in the legal profession, in barristers' chambers, and for 28 years of my, of my now 40 uh, X years being there, I was the senior guy in the chambers. And that takes a lot of responsibility. We had 60-odd barristers that we're responsible for. And I've been doing it for years, and I tell you what, I can do this. I can do it quite well. Uh, I know what people want. I know how to do it and everything. And then there was a season some time ago where the enormity of it started to press down. I get home on a Friday, and I was just, oh, thank you, Friday, as we all do. But come Sunday after church, no matter what I'd heard, this cloud this black cloud would come over and the family would recognize it and the family would say, we've lost dad, we've, we've lost him for the rest of, that's it, now he's gone. And I was just like, oof. As the thought of all that I've got to deal with and all that was going to come up. And it came to be <coughs> an issue, a big issue. And in the end, I did have to go and seek some assistance on it. Praise God, that was a season. Praise God, that's not the case now. But for a season... It was very, very much a problem. And it affects not only me, it affects my family. It affects other things. It affects my performance at work. It, it certainly affects my relationship with my father. The word tells us this, that we should place our hope and our trust in God. And the psalmist says, and it will come up on your screen, Psalm 33, verses 20 and 21, we wait in hope for the Lord, for he, he is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. If there's no peace, I'm agitated. If I remain agitated, I become anguished. If I'm full of anguish, I start to feel defeated. If I feel defeated, I start to feel unworthy. Do you think this measures up to what God wants to say about me in his word? I'm suddenly hindered in my walk with God and in the goodness and the strength that he has 
given me and proclaimed over my life. And I'm, I was encouraged at the time by the book of James. And what I mean is that in the book of James, he talks about in chapter 3, and we have all read it and know it, it's the taming of the tongue, okay? And what he's saying in that passage is, is, is this. Look, the good and the bad can't come out of the same mouth. You can't have a salt and a pure water stream producing both. It's just not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. He actually says, it's not on the screen, but I'll read it, James 3, 11 and 12, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grape vine bear figs? Neither can salt spring produce fresh water. Well, it's rather the same with anxiety and worry. Because if I have anxiety and worry within me, then that thanksgiving and that peace, I can't really get a grip on. Because it's interfered with by the anxiety and the worry. Now, we know in respect of our tongues, I guess, and I'm sorry to say, we are guilty. We're praising God in the morning, and then we might be complaining. You know, we may be grumbling. We may actually be cursing. So I hope that's not the case, but we can do these things. And the two does sometimes, Nick. But what I'm trying to get across is that if there is fear and anxiety, then my peace is being weakened. In Philippians 4, we've just said what it needs to do. But in verse 7, it goes on to say this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So peace is experienced when we present before God our prayers with thanksgiving and with that full assurance that God wants to meet us in that position and that he will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, if we look at the world, no peace. <laughs> Let me tell you something you don't know. There is no peace by looking at the world. There is no reason whatsoever to feel peaceful when we look at the world. We may experience little bits of peace, oases of peace, days of peace, but in the world, no. Because <laughs> you, you turn on your news doesn't tell me to tell you to do this. And suddenly, I don't want to watch. How many people do you know go, I don't watch the news anymore? Don't watch it anymore. And let me tell you, if you're an anxious person, don't watch the news so much. One of my very best friends says to me, listen, news, if it's important news, finds you. You don't have to go looking for it. Okay? But what we do is we set our phones up for the alerts. and that. Listen, it breeds. It doesn't help peace. The word says that in God we have one who extends to us peace in the middle of every circumstance and in every situation. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 16, Paul says as he writes his letter to the Thessalonian church, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. It's our loving heavenly Father who conveys peace to us. When we abide, that is to say, remain in him and that peace that lasts. And it's resting in the fullness of God that allowed Jesus to remain asleep in the boat. Now, you all know the story. The lake turns into a tumultuous, stormy situation and sea when they're crossing. And Jesus is asleep on a pillow at the back of the boat. And we go, hold on, how does that work? 
This is a Galilean fishing boat. It doesn't offer first-class cabins, three decks down. He is in the midst of the storm. The spray is washing over Jesus. The rain is beating down on Jesus. Jesus is in the storm with the guys who are almost to a man, seasoned fishermen. And yet he is in perfect peace. And it's because of that perfect peace of God that Jesus has that allowed him to be in that peace despite the raging circumstances around him. And you may say, well, that's all right for Jesus. He's God. No, Jesus was fully man and fully God. Everything that he learned about his loving Heavenly Father, he had to do just that, learn about it. And he was abiding in that peace. So I want to encourage you, that peace is tangible. It can be felt. It can be received. And it is possible to rest in that peace. It's not like, oh yeah, I'd love to think it was. No, it can be. We've got to remind ourselves of one of the Lord's titles. The Lord is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9.6 And also we're told by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33 For God is not a God of disorder but a God of peace. And we're told also in Romans and Paul is, I've got to say, referring here to our lives here on earth not the, not the one to come that the kingdom of God is of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Listen, nothing strips God of his peace. Nothing. Why? Because he is core to the very nature of God. He is the God of peace. Look, we've already looked at this verse, and it's 2 Thessalonians 3.16, but it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you the peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. To receive this precious gift of peace, we need to come before the Lord in full expectation. Just like when James says, don't, you know, if you're going to come to God and ask for something, and well, I'm not sure he'll give it to me anyway, then we're in a we're in a we're in a not a very good place. But hearts that are truly thankful, and God wants us to experience his peace now, right here on earth, not just when we enter his gates of glory. And when we come to him, we can be sure that he not only cares about the burdens of our heart, but he also knows from the end, from the beginning in everything. He knows the end from the beginning in your life, my life, what's happening in the world. He knows the end from the beginning in pandemics. He knows these things. And that's why Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, verse 27, can any one of you by worrying add even an hour to your life? No, you can't. But let us do be real, because there are some things in life that are really of great difficulty, and that we have to face these things. And Jesus knew this too, because he says in John 16, verse 33, where he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, worry, anxiety, stress, whatever we want to call it, whatever label we want to put it, it gnaws, it erodes, it harms, it does us no good, and it achieves nothing, nothing. None of you, not me, none of, from the time I spent worrying, what has that ever, 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 ever achieved? Nothing. And yet we are so susceptible to it. 
God is for us and not against us. And he will bring you strength in the middle of your worries, your anxieties. He is the God of joy. He likes to come and bring strength to us in the middle of every difficult circumstance or situation if we cast all our cares upon him and look to receive that peace. And the starting point to experiencing God's peace in our lives is to be, strange one in many regards, thankful. <laughs> if you're thankful, oh God, I'm thankful. What, thankful for this awful situation? I mean, no, thank you that you are with me in this situation. Thank you, just as Jesus was in the storm, you are with me here. You know my plight, you know my situation, you know my circumstance, you know the end from the beginning. My peace is is in Christ. And I give you thanks for that position. The Philippians 4 scripture that we are looking at, we've looked at and we'll look at again, is just this. That it's with thanksgiving that we start to enter in. It's thanksgiving that we express when we come before God. And when we do that, that we start to see the door of peace opening in front of us. We're going to look next week at more to do with how we are truly thankful people. What we might do to encourage ourselves and therefore to be able to get this thing called anxiety and worry on the back foot and to know what we have in Christ that aids us and assists us and the one that comes alongside to help us. So thank you. That is the message for this week the opening part of Anxiety Unstuck. And I just want to pray um, as, we, as we finish here. Lord, for those, and there are many, that are suffering trials, tribulation, anxieties, worries, some real, some in our minds that we've bigged up, I just ask that you, the Prince of Peace, this day, this week, this season, will come alongside and bring us that strength that we need. We are so needy of the peace of God, which does go beyond, far beyond our understanding. Lord, we all know we have experienced snippets of peace. We want that peace from you. Help us, Lord, in the midst of everything that we and the world is going through to be those that exude that peace, that exhibit that peace, that have that peace within us. Lord God, we thank you that you are the God of peace and that you are for us in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.